It has contributed to the rise and fall of civilizations, from people who have spent their lives searching for it to today's modern conveniences. Every single one of us is a stakeholder in it. G'day, and welcome to Humans of Agriculture. I'm your host, Ollie Laleve, and welcome to episode two. For those of you who are returning for the first time, thanks a lot for tuning in. I thought what I'd do at the moment is take the opportunity to just have a bit more of a general conversation. Today's guest is David Cornish, a lecturer at Marcus Oldham College in Geelong. We took the chance just to catch up, understand what the students are thinking, how the structure of classes are changing. Dave mixes his background of the family farm in Western Victoria with agribusiness banking and consulting experience. He's incredibly passionate about the next generation, giving them the right skills. He's seeing today's pandemic as an opportunity for the students to see what they are truly capable of. I hope you enjoy this conversation. How are the students getting on? Actually, I don't know. And I say that with a saying, yeah, we'll talk to most of them. It's going to really sort the wheat from the chaff. In other words, um, those who are mature enough to be self-starters, yep, no problems. I think the ones that um, come to Marcus wanting the spoon feeding, they're going to struggle, you know, because when we say you have to read something, it's not a nice to have now. It means you have to read it. The ones who are waiting for us to basically wipe their bottom every time, and let's be honest, that's part of our value proposition, study is not their, 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 what they do, then, yeah, they're going to struggle. Um, and you can already see that I'm taking the farm ones through marketing at the moment. You can already see that. Having said that, there's also a huge opportunity for it too because, as I say, what I'm trying to get through, and certainly talking to my daughter who's at the moment studying online at grammar, you're going to learn techniques and technology that other students aren't. It's going to give you an edge. If you can get through this, it's like anything, these, these types of adversities, and we talk about in leadership, these are the times that, that, that you'll see, see what you're capable of. And you'll, again, people will surprise themselves. So it's about what we're trying to do is create that sort of uh, support network around the ability to support them, but also trying to get them to just lift the game a bit. It's funny how much time you end up having during the day when you're at home because we've got nothing else to do. Mate, I got all, I've got all the washing done. Have you yeah. picked up any old hobbies that you used to have? Beauty is I'm on 10 acres, mate. So I've got gardens to do, gutters to clean, things to paint, things to stone walls to do. But frankly, I'm, we're more flat out than we, we would be if we're at, at work. The, only, the good thing for me is I'm saving two hours a day not travelling. So my workload is, 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 is more. The other thing we've done is we've created, each lecturer has been given a, a cohort of students. I wouldn't call it welfare, but basically time to time just to ring up and say, okay, we're not about content. We're about how's the system going? How's the process going? How are you going? What's happening at home? You know, one of the, one of the, the very lucky things for us is that when all the students came down to Marcus, they're in drought. Now all the students have come home and there's some are saying we've never seen grass like it. So they're feeling better. The other thing, the only, the problem is having been a boarder, 
I know how hard it is to study at home because all you want to do is get out there. So, so actually creating the disciplines around this is Marcus as usual from nine to four. And again, that's a moving feast at the moment because it is both hard on the student and it's hard on the, on the lecture as well. So how do we actually chop that up? So yeah, it's a bit of a, it's, it's, if you don't like change, it's a hard, hard time. But if you actually like the, the challenge, it's actually, yep. it's fantastic. Well, I was going to say, it's, well, when you're at markets, the, the best thing about being there is that you pick yeah. up little things. If you can straight away sit around the kitchen table with your parents and talk about things at night, well, they're going to start implementing changes and living it, which is cool. Which is really interesting because I've sort of thrown the challenge down with my marketing stuff about the strategic, you know, I sort of start off on strategic marketing, then I'll get into the four P's marketing, yada, yada, yada. But just saying, yeah. okay, you know, in my experience, when, you know, take, putting my corporate hat back on, the, the, the difference between good businesses and poor businesses were the people who knew where they were going. I said to a few of them, I said, so do you guys have a, have you guys had a chat about where you see this business going in 20 years, 10 years, five years? And there's obviously a bit of stunned silence. I said, oh, well, maybe it's worth it when you get a chance to have a chat. Yeah. Put the cat among the pigeons a little bit there. <laughs> Just waiting for parents to ring me and say, what are you buddy telling these students to do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's that, no, that's, that, that's the reality. You, the, the reality is of, you know, again, the thousands of businesses I worked with when I was a banker, the ones that, especially at times like, well, not that it's, it's a problem for agriculture, but um, times like this when you're all drought or whatever, it's, it's those have a long-term strategy and say, well, here is what, you know, at, at, at point X, this is the decision we're going to make. At point Y, these are the decisions we're going to make. So they've actually thought, if at home we have no, you know, it, it's, it's dry by the third week of September, I know I'm not going to finish my lambs. So why yeah. am I holding on to them? You know, think about it from a, a family perspective. You know, what are we actually thinking about from families in 5, 10, 15 years' time? So you're right. I think there's a really great opportunity for students to actually get a lot out of this. Uh, and we actually sort of preempted that by Libo sent a letter out to the parents just saying, you know, this is not going to be easy and it needs your support, okay, yep. to support them to start lecture, you know, to, to sit down and do this. and and assist at your end as much as you can until we get through this. So I agree. I think if, 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 we, if everyone sort of does this from a really positive perspective, okay, this is a challenge. What can we learn out of it? Then there's things that we can learn. I'm learning every day. I mean, you know, mate, I'm an old, old bugger. I'm learning new things, new technology. Um, and how cool it is to just get online and be able to set these things up. And, and therefore, you know, you and I are sitting here having a chat. I mean, I don't, even have, I don't have to be anywhere near you. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, there's positives out of this. And it works too, right? I'm so glad I don't have to see you. <laughs> you know, but, you know, that's the thing. Uh, I'm starting to ring people that I hadn't rung for a while. Yeah. Because um, you're right. You do have, you sort of got. you got freedom you got and flexibility. You, because you're not traveling, you've got more time. So you're doing more. Um, having said that, having worked from home for three or four years as a consultant, I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. Anyone who thinks working at home is a good thing has never worked at home. It yeah. is socially isolating. It is, um, you, you, you lose touch with your peers as much as you want. 
And I can't underestimate that connectivity that you need going into, in, into, the, into the office every day. Hi, I'm Pia, horticulture and sugar analyst at Rabobank, and I'm here to share our latest insights on Australia's vegetable market. Did you know in 2023, Australia produced over $5.8 billion worth of vegetables, though only 4.3% of this was exported. Like many other countries, the Australian vegetable industry relies mostly on its domestic market. In fact, only 7% of global vegetables produced are traded between countries. But we are starting to see that trend change. Global trade is growing at a faster rate than production, and countries with low cost production are seeing the highest growth rates. You can learn more about trends in the vegetable market on our latest Rabo Research Australia podcast, Mapping World Vegetable Trade, or reach out to me via the Rabobank Australia social media channels to learn more. Yeah. Do you think you'll see a shift with the students on the flip side of this because they're, I suppose, they're naturally socially isolated, but in terms of the way they learn and study, that they'll be res- restrictive? or more receptive potentially to group work? No, no, it's interesting because it could go two ways. One is that as, as much as we try to do a good job, they, because they've actually had some in-class work, they value that more. So when we are back on live, they'll be come back, you know, they'll come back just suddenly realise how <laughs> turbulent. As, 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 as um, the president said, um, to Libo said, don't worry, mate, we're going to be so turbocharged when we get back to the place. And that's both good and bad because people will just make the most of what time we have there. But having said that, I'm hoping that they'll bring some skills and learnings from the session to, to that so that they are, you know, when they do have to do group work, they're, they're more, more receptive to that, more up to speed, more skilled at actually how they do that. And I'm hoping that they're also more comfortable about going online to do stuff. Um, you know, I, I want to bring people in in here that they would have thought, shit, I never thought I could speak to them. And I'm saying, well, no, because what, what I often find, what I'm trying to get, and you know, one of the big mistakes I made when I was at uni is that I didn't realise how much people want to help me as a student. From junior people right to CEOs. You know, so the ability with my network, if I can bring my network in, which includes CEO, chairmen, that, you know, that's a great thing. And they can suddenly say, oh, these people actually are really engaged in what, what I'm trying to do here. So, you know, that's, that's why I want to try and get the Fiona Simpson in. So I want to get CEOs of companies in. I want to get Carn Horn from the NAB talking. I want to get um, consulting world in saying, you know, what are you seeing happening? What, what should we be doing in agriculture? You know, this business planning bullshit, you know, you know why, do you, why do you think people do it? Is it all just a basically a, a, a sop for you guys um, so that you can spend lots of money? You know, again, getting back to the realities of, of talking to students. So I think it's got a two-way, two-way play here that, that we really, while we could have done it while we're in class, we ha- this is forcing us to do it. And once yep. we've done it, then we'll see how easy it is and then we'll get better at it. Then we'll then we'll then we'll blend. Once we get back, I think there'll be more more of a blending learning learning um, perspective. Because again, it gets back to what Marcus is all about is application and business. So what I want to be able to do is say, here's a here's the iceberg. There's a whole lot of theory that sits under this, but this is how we apply marketing theory, for instance, in the real world. 
And this is Sandy Cameron from Meredith Dairy. He's going to talk you through how he uses marketing. This is Ollie Lalee. He works, you know, what is he saying? Yep. Yada, yada, yada. So this is, they can see, okay, of that stuff, this is how people actually apply. So if I can't give them lectures or give them, give them work and there's not an applied message at the end of it, I reckon I'm failing at my job at Marcus. So on that, like I've got a couple of conversations lined up that I want to have. And one of them, so my old man works in refrigerated logistics. I think at the moment we're hearing the conversation of how important farmers are. Absolutely, they're important. But the issues now are actually in processing transport logistics and getting things to Absolutely. And yeah, so it's yeah. that supply chain piece that when we get now, and this is kind of the underlying piece of humans of agriculture is that traditionally agriculture is looked at inside the farm gate, but then let's look at the food system, which is in how I want to see it. It's all agriculture. So then. And I reckon that's the message. That's the message we've got to get out. The food system. This is a food system. And again, so there's a real opportunity for us now to really drive this concept of the food system through because suddenly it's really transparent or really, uh, really urgent that people see that, 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 you know, the importance of that supply chain. Um, because if we, and again, I get a little bit upset when people say the supply chain is broken. Um, you know, there's, you know, like the guy who was head of Olam saying we've got a broken supply chain. I'm sorry, I can get product from my farm to a supermarket in, in, in Hong Kong within how many days? If you don't think that is unbelievable, you know, is it perfect? Absolutely not. Don't get me wrong. Have we got wastage? Absolutely. Can we do better? Fine. But just think about how we're getting fresh fruit around the world at the moment. To me, it is amazing. And again, again, and, and I think it's you know it, it is a great thing that we've got. We've got to improve, absolutely. And again, sometimes we look at where those those problems are, rather than pointing the bone and saying how can we assist. How can we do better here? Not about, oh, it's broken. We've got to start again. No, we don't. No, um, we, we can't. Things are moving too quickly. We can't. You know, again, it's evolved. You know, we work, when I say we, farmers probably got the best margins, you know, in, 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 in the supply chain. There are thin margins and people don't realise how thin those margins are. They've got scale. That's how they make money. But they haven't got the margin. There are thin margins all the way through. They're not doing something because it's inefficient, because they can't afford to. You know, they're doing it because it's the most efficient way for them to earn money. Now, are the price signals correct? Are, the, are there other signals? Maybe they need fine-tuning. But the, the reality is that we have a pretty fine-tuned supply chain. Now, the question is, and this is where it gets really interesting about risk management, I reckon, is that when we have a, I'll use the term, term of, the, of, of the year, a black swan event, um, obviously we don't have the capacity to deal with that, but neither do we do we have in health. So the question then becomes is thinking about how we better handle black swan events. Looping back to conversations for the students, who would you want to hear from or what potential conversations? Think about tiering your conversations into, let's say three levels. At one level, you want people just talking about market, you know, the, the, the 50, what do I talk about? The 15 minute call, you know, maybe, and okay, that's an economist or something, just interest rates, currencies, issues, supply chain, whatever it is, okay? Then you want your deep dive expert from Coles or Woolies talking about uh, cold storage supply chains or, or someone from a, 
international marketplace. So what's happening in China now? So what I'd want to know is, okay, what's happening in China? Is it changing uh, our main food supplies? So things like that. Then have some people, maybe Bureau of Met, climate, what's happening there? You know, sort of issues, call them again, think about tiering your issues now. Okay, here are the COVID-19 issues and here are just the general ag issues. The other one is about what would be really interesting and again, getting back to this is, is about leadership. What are we seeing in leadership? What, what are some of the, the messages we're getting from leadership? And again, going back to stuff we talk about, you know, leadership comes from when people are in their personal best and usually see per, people's at their personal best in crisis. So whenever we talk about leadership, that's why we always think about people who are dealing with crisis, whether it's Nelson Mandela, whether it's Mahatma Gandhi, Winston Churchill. It's all about why do we, why do we reflect on that? Because they're people... It's usually when normal people are put in abnormal scenarios, we see their leadership capabilities. The really interesting thing is how do we get those leadership capabilities when we don't have a crisis? I think that's a really great point to finish on. How do we take the learnings out of crisis situations like what we're in now to enhance and further develop ourselves? If you'd like to find out more from today's conversation, you can get in touch with Dave Cornish on Twitter at Barnaloo. At Humans of Agriculture, we are interested in having broader conversations right across our food system. In the coming weeks, we'll be sharing more conversations around the current situation here in Australia and overseas. While looking at today's challenges, we'll be focusing on looking ahead. If you have any ideas, please reach out to us at Humans of Agriculture.